0: What you guys missed oh. is that I literally just dove into the shot, like, <laughs> not being dramatic. I, I dove in. <laughs> Hello, Hello, welcome to the broadcast. Hello. It's Abigail. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor's going to be joining us in a little bit, but you are going to hang out with us today for, you're, like, you're going to hang out with me and Abby for the whole time. It's going to be a great day. <laughs> As you're hopping on, make, whoa. You got it. I'm sharing. <laughs> Make sure you say hi. Oh, I need to do that too. Say hi. Comment. Tell us who you are, where you're watching from so that we can say hi back to you. Holly is waving. Mr. Chris is waving. Julie's waving, saying happy Friday. Buddy! Okay. Buddy says, watching oh. from Albemarle. Buddy and Serena got here last night and Abby and I have been have been cleaning this morning. Yeah. <laughs> we've... we we, I baby wipe down, yeah. so like I'm not stinky or anything. I, it's, I can't promise that same thing, I told her like my hands smell <laughs> like bleach, and I wash them and it's still there, so then I put lotion on it, so I smell like rose bleach right now. Like <laughs> It's been fun moving them in, and yeah. they've got such a cute little place. Yeah, they're actually, what's really cool is they're, they moved into an apartment building, that's the same apartment building I lived in when I moved here, so. I lived right above where they are right now. So we, we scraped off the first layer of O stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun. It has been fun. And we're so excited to have them. A uh, pastor says that my mic sounds weird. Your um, mic sounds weird. Marky, can you tell me if my mic sounds weird? I don't know. We are. We are holding that. Kevin, Kevin, you're still in New Jersey. How long have you been in New Jersey for? Like, you've been in New Jersey for a while now. Aw, Serena says we're amazing. Aww,
1: <laughs> you guys we are love wonderful. You.
0: We do love you. You're amazing. Yeah, as you're hopping on, make sure to share the broadcast because somebody that you know needs to hear what we are going to be sharing today. It's going to be such a great day. And share it, comment, tell us who you are, where you're watching from, so that way we can chat with you too. Uh, buddy says we're yeah. the, the best. Thank you. Aww. Thank you guys for being obedient to Jesus. That's really <sighs> yes. what's important. It sounds like you're in a room by yourself. sounds like I'm in a room by myself. Yeah, now it's better. I, I, will, I will keep it this close, everyone. <laughs> and I'll talk like I'm on NPR. Hello. <gasps> Thank you for joining us on the What's Right broadcast. I had no idea what <laughs> NPR was until my English teacher brought up one of the like interviews or something. Is it like the the National Day? Public Radio? Is that the N? I think so. Okay. I had never even heard of it. And then I've heard of it, like, 50 times since then. <laughs> it's so weird how stuff like that happens. When I lived in Fayetteville with George, like, if my rides back would get really boring, I thought NPR would be more interesting because it's, it's talk radio, but it was not. <sighs> because they literally talk like this the whole time. Like okay, I will, I will keep it close like this. Like, like this? Marky is our sound tech engineer of the day, so we are, yeah, it's Friday, has your guys' week's been going good? We have a this or that for you, and it's me and Abigail, and Abby and I are very similar in some ways and very different in other ways, so I'm excited to see this or that. It's interesting, I don't know what they're about. It's true. So. I, I kept us away, well, one of them is slightly food related, but I kept us away from food because it's been a lot of food. Honestly, I'm kind of hungry, so I'm glad it's not a lot of food, because it'd be a long broadcast (laughs) (laughs) if I was starving by the beginning of it. Okay, first this or that, oh the day. Oh apostrophe the day. Oh the day. Oh the day. I know what it is. (gasps) Whoa, I thought I knew what it was. (laughs) Okay, which would you rather see? Which one would you prefer, this or that? would you prefer mullets or mutton chops? Do you know what mutton chops are? Aren't they the like, the elongated sideburns? Yes. Yes. So which would you rather? Definitely mutton chops. Really? Yeah, because that's what they have in like Pride and Prejudice and back then, and I would much rather that than a mullet. Okay, dudes, you guys are gonna have to, you guys are gonna have to help me with this. Are the mutton chops they go down like all the way down here, don't they? Like it's like Like isn't it this? <laughs> like in Pride and Prejudice they have them like down to like here. I feel like those are just sideburns. Really? I don't know. What if it's just considered like a short mutton chop? A I feel like those options chop. are better than any option for a mullet. <laughs> honestly. George immediately went George to mullet. George says mullet because he had a mullet. <laughs> Johnny says, mutton chops. Kevin says, chops are awesome. George says, mullet. George did have a mullet. Pastor Nicole says, ew, if I don't answer, can they just go bald? That, better, <laughs> that, that would be better than mullets and mutton chops. <laughs> I, I feel like I would agree with that. Really? Chris says mutton chops, although I did have a mullet back in the day. Do you have pictures of you with a mullet? I would love to see a picture of Mr. Chris with a mullet. I really enjoy seeing pictures of people, like, from the 80s. Like, Deb's got some really rockin' 80s pictures. George has some really good ones. Like, I really enjoy seeing the hair back then. It's it's pretty excellent. It's something else. (laughs) That's for sure. Okay, next... Johnny. Really, Chris? Johnny wants to see it too. Okay. Which one would you rather do for exercise? Would you rather weight lift or would you rather do cardio? Cardio like running? Like, sure. (laughs) So the reason I thought of this one is I had, um, I have a friend and she and I would do workouts and she likes much more like aerobic, like, yoga-y stuff, and I, I don't like yoga, um, yeah. and I would just rather knock it out and get it done, and I know cardio is better for you, but my least favorite thing to do <laughs> in the world is run, so I would prefer to weight lift all day, and plus I do that babysitting, honestly, all the time, <laughs> like, picking up the kids, putting them down, Then they're like, pick me up again, and that's weightlifting and, I feel ripped already, and it's it's great. Look at the dudes, Johnny weightlift <laughs> weights. Holly, wait, Holly says weightlift. Chris says weights. George says lift, and Pastor Nicole says she likes to do both, but probably cardio. I think I would probably rather <laughs> do cardio. Mm-hmm. I I don't know what word Kevin just said. Calisthenics. What 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 does that mean? I know it's I something health wise. It's cardio. Cardio, yeah. That deep voice you just heard was George. He's letting me know that that's exercise in the cardio. Variety. Yeah, that one. Okay, next. <laughs> next Oh, and oh the last this one easy. Okay, which would you rather? This or that? Coffee or tea? Coffee all day long. Absolutely. I'd like to say I like tea better. I'd yes. like to say it, but the truth is coffee. And that, that is my answer. I would (laughs) like to prefer coffee or I would like to prefer tea because I feel like tea is better for you, but I, I, I don't. (laughs) No, it doesn't have the same, uh, it's so watery. Tea is so watery, but I like creamier things and coffee's creamier. And do you put cream in your tea? I've tried it and it just it doesn't have the flavor that i want like it's better i'd i'd prefer tea with cream in it than no tea at all but then just normal tea but it's still just i'm, I'm making faces right now cuz my coffee that i'm drinking cuz i prefer coffee my coffee is not good so as i'm drinking it it's it's yeah, not exciting i just i just made some coffee i tried to understand your cup the other day it took me like a minute i'm like you're freaking <gasps> Me, me out, like it took a while. (laughs) I think I saw Mr. Mark hopped on here, Mr. Mark Presley. He and his wife got this for my birthday and I got a kitty cat for my birthday. And so it says you're freaking me out. Meow. And it's, it was just cute. And I wanted coffee. It's super cute. It's adorable. It took me a minute the other day. She has a matching one too. It's really nice. I know. That's cute. It's really sweet. Okay. Let's see. Holly says tea. Now, are we talking hot tea or sweet tea? Chris says coffee. Johnny says coffee. Pastor Nicole says tea. You prefer tea? You're saying sweet tea, aren't you? Like that's... Sweet tea, I can do. I like sweet tea. Iced tea is what people normally call it. But Johnny, you drink coffee? I know I read that, but you drink coffee? When do you drink coffee? I've never seen Mr. Johnny with a cup of coffee. No. I don't think so. Kevin says coffee, hot, sweet, and black. And George says that he prefers raspberry cold tea. He yeah. sure does. That's the new kind you got like yes. a couple months ago. Yes. Sweet. You got a like cinnamon tea. That was good. It was cinnamon tea, but then you poured like heavy cream into it. So it mm-hmm. tasted like cinnamon toast crunch, like cereal, yeah, like a bowl of milk. That was good. Yeah, it did. I made I don't that for I not mind that one. Yep. Yeah. If coffee isn't an option, I'd drink that. Yep but I'd still prefer coffee. Well, guys, we are super excited to have you here with us today. It's going to be a great broadcast. Make sure that you go ahead and share the broadcast. Pastor will be here in just a little bit. He is finishing up some pastor duties that he's got going on, and he's going to join us here in just a few minutes. But we wanted to hop into today's broadcast just by kind of Abby and I talking. For those of you who don't know, Abby, Marky, and I, um, we do Truth Talk, which is a part of What's Right. It comes out on Tuesdays. And then we have a video that often comes out on Thursdays as well. And Truth Talk was just me and Abby at the beginning. And Mm -hmm. we would sit and chat and do broadcast kind of like this. So this is like the OG truth talk right now, like it, it pleased OG. me, I was very excited. It took me about six months to figure out what OG meant, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm, I was like a grand ball, like, OG, oh, what in the world is that? It took me a while. I, yes, yes. I, I didn't realize what it stood for. I just thought that they took like the O and then the, the originals, like I just thought that it was the G and the O from that word. I oh, it's not. That. I think it's like original gangsters. I think is where it came from. Sweet. Well, you learn something new every day. (laughs) Apparently, I still didn't know what OG stood for. (laughs) Hello to Pakistan. It's so good to have you. Holly, the cinnamon tea is from Harris Teeter. Mm -hmm. I'll pick you up a box, and I love you. Absolutely. So, no, we wanted to talk with y'all and just share about what we've been learning from this, how we've been growing in these things, and just chitty-chat. Chitty chat. Yeah, chitty chitty, chat. chitty bang bang. Ooh, eat pretty chitty bang bang. I'm so pleased that you know the movie. I've only seen it like half of it, but, but it counts. But you know it enough to make a reference to it. Yeah. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I do. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, I think this is like I've, I've said it on here before. That's not where the foot goes. <laughs> I've said it on here before. I it has felt watching these over the last few weeks has felt like being in one-on-one counseling sessions with pastor. Yeah, it has. Because pretty much all of this I've heard in a one-on-one like counseling session with pastor. So part of it makes me feel very exposed. Of okay, well now everybody knows it. Like whoo. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it's awesome. Like it's it's for me. It's been really neat to. Hear the things that pastors talked. I'm sure with you too. Yeah. But hearing those things being taught in a, such a public way that everybody can grab a hold of them and go yeah. up—it's just really neat. Oh yeah, it's been—it's been really cool for me because what seems so simple, like, what really touched my heart within all of this was the just putting thinking of other people before yourself, yeah. which. Is something we're taught in kindergarten. Treat others the way you want to be treated. And (laughs) everything—it's so simple. It's not something that—it's new information or something. But seeing it in the light of when Jonathan, when his dad threw the spear at him, it's your father throwing a spear at you, trying like. He wasn't just joking around. It was a real spear, like, about to kill him. And what hurt his feelings the most wasn't that his dad just tried to kill him, but that he had dishonored David. He thought not about his own life first, but about his friend and the dishonor on his friend. And that, like, I just sat for, like, three days just thinking about that. And it changes everything. Because if we do that, I mean offense is a choice yeah uh, anger all that stuff we have to choose to keep it on or to put it on and i mean that completely just relieves all of that yeah. if we choose to think about other people first all right so this person my friend did this to me Yeah. but let me think about what they're doing right now it it's so simple yeah but it's has been so easily forgotten and it just put it in a new light for me and it's been something I've been keeping in the forefront of my mind this week and it's it's just really cool yeah there's a there's something that pastor has been saying to me for like a year now and it's there's always so much more going on than what you see yeah and you know with the story of David David had this calling on his life Imagine if David, in the wilderness where we are right now in the series, you know, David in the wilderness could have looked at the situation and thought, well, Mm -hmm. Saul hates me, and now Jonathan was just, like, tried to be killed by his dad because Saul hates me, and he could have, he could have thrown that pity party that your dad was talking about the other day, Mm -hmm. he could have focused on himself, but had he done that, he would have destroyed his destiny, like, I heard, I heard a series, your parents had me listen to a series when I moved, um that pastor Robert Morris had done Mm -hmm. uh, called from dream to destiny about Joseph and you know it applies here too. at any point had Joseph made a different decision had David made a different decision had he been focused on himself he could have just destroyed his entire destiny but because he allowed himself to be so humble focused on others first. Exactly. The Lord was able to keep the plan of God still in motion in his life mm-hmm. because he allowed that he did, he allowed that dream that God had given him, you know. Yeah. You're called to be king. Imagine like if your dad told you right now, Abigail, you're called to be the pastor of Boomerang yeah. and this is going to be your ministry and I, your mother and I are going to leave this to you and this is yours. And you knew that from the time you are like Luke's age and you knew that growing up and you knew that growing up and then somebody else like came in and was that leader and yeah. then they treated you like dirt and this whole yeah. time you knew it like, no, this is my this, this is mine. Like my parents are, have left this to me. This Uh will be mine. I think so often, you know, when you read through the word, it's easy to imagine it as a hands-off thing. Yeah. But when you put yourself in the story and think, really what would my flesh have wanted me to do? What did David's flesh want him to do? You know, Mm -hmm. in that situation, you would have feelings of how dare you do this? And this is my dream. But David didn't let the dream outweigh the love that he had for his leader. And the respect of the anointing. Yeah. Yeah. He saw the anointing on Saul. He could have easily been like, this is mine, and just completely overthrown him. Yeah. But he was so patient. It would have been justified to do so. Yeah, exactly. But he waited. He respected the anointing. And even though Saul was trying to kill him, he still respected the anointing and waited. I mean, in the wilderness, fought for his life and still waited, even though he knew he could... I mean, by all means, he, he could have just taken the throne and been like, well, he was anointed, but obviously he's gone off his rocker and this is supposed to be mine. Yeah. But that patience, it's not just like for a day or something. He was there for years and like a while. Well, and that covenant heart for Saul, because, you know, we're in impact right now, which Mm -hmm. I'm sure you will at some point, but it, we're doing um, the blood covenant, and we just did uh, on Ephesians. And so mm-hmm. when we were in the class of Ephesians, your dad was talking to us about how do you know you're called when you're called to the fivefold. Mm-hmm. And you know, David was called to be king. So it's a similar type of, of calling in that way. Yeah. And there's ways to know it. And so the first is Holy Spirit reveals it. And then the next is um, your leaders and elders know it. Then you know it, and then the people that you're called to lead have to know it too. So with David, David wasn't just called. Like, he didn't just know he was called. He knew that there were people that depended on him. Like, he was called to a body. He was Mm -hmm. called to a people. And he's watching Saul be a butthead to the people that he's called to lead. Like, that's such a funky position of these are my people. I'm mm-hmm. called to protect them. Like the Lord's told me they're going to be mine, and mm-hmm. you're treating me and people who are supporting me poorly. Like, yeah, he had a, a responsibility at some point to protect them, but he chose covenant over what's ahead of me. You know, like, yeah, I trust that God it has a way to work this out the same way as Abraham. Mm -hmm. I I trust God more than I trust what I see in front of me. I trust God that it's gonna be worked out. I trust him and that trust is just so huge. And how many times Mm -hmm. have I not been there? Like have I chosen to not trust and focused on what I can do instead? Yeah, and like what you said, Another thing that's been huge for me in this whole thing has been the covenant. Talking about covenant mm-hmm. and how strong it is. It's not just well, we're friends, right. you know, and yeah, God perfectly aligned us, and we're yeah. we're s- supposed to be. We're obviously yeah. God has put us in our lives, but you know, they got on my nerves today, yeah. so we're not really talking. Yeah, that's not that's no. not covenant, and. People have just completely lost the just the thought of what covenant is, just knowing what it is. And it's so much stronger yeah. than people realize, like yeah. how much David, the covenant that he had with Jonathan. Yeah. And with Saul I mean Jonathan's own father was trying to kill David. Yeah. And David still had such a strong bond with Jonathan because it was a God relationship, a god covenant. Yeah. And it's not it's not something to be flippant about. Like no. Oh, I guess we're friends. I guess we're not. Yeah. It's not and people are so flippant within and out and like like, daddy will say a lot, a microwave society of, all right, I want it now, put it in there for 30 seconds. I want my food now rather than yeah. waiting, being patient, putting it in the oven for half an hour and yeah. it's healthier for you. And people have, I think just, I mean, I say people I have, yeah. it's not, I'm not just being like everyone else has. I have, I'm still learning this Yeah. In that, you know, when God creates relationships, he, and covenant, covenant relationships, he doesn't just uproot it no. one day. He doesn't just say, all right, I need you to be planted yeah. in this church. I need you to be and supporting your pastors. And then all of a sudden, just all right, you've learned all you can from this pastor, yeah. or whatever. They got on your nerves. They said something you don't even think is right. They yeah. could have said something even that isn't right. right. But if God's planted you there or God's created a relationship, not even with your pastors, but with other people, like with you and I, you're not my pastor. But there God's not just going to completely uproot me from the relationship just like that. That's not I mean, it have to be something super, super crazy, serious. Covenant is covenants forever. Well, you know, we. I said we're in impact right now. We're learning about the blood covenant. Yeah. So the book I was telling you I read the other day, The Blood Covenant by E.W. Kenyon, mm-hmm. um, you know, you guys, even before George, you guys were the first people I started to understand what covenant was, you know, I've yeah. when I... We talked about it the other day about Marky and George moving here and being planted here. The Lord had me, I'm at this camera, sorry. <laughs> the Lord had me move here um, from Maine almost seven years ago now. And when I moved, I didn't know anyone, very similar to Buddy and Serena. And the people that I was with were the rights. And without really understanding what the Lord was doing, like the Lord was knitting us together. Mm-hmm. And All the times on the couch the naps the naps really did it like and and that sounds Silly and it doesn't sound like much But they they really became family to me in a very short amount of time But it went beyond family like it went into something like a different type of love that I hadn't had before and it was I wanted to protect them, like especially, especially Abigail and Eo. Um, I just had such a love for them and such a heart for them, and I started to understand it was covenant. Um, and pastors and I have talked about this, like I, so. I view them differently now. But we um, we're going in the Blood Covenant class right now and Impact. And so I was reading the other day, mm-hmm. and one of the things that the book talks about is how. Jesus cut covenant with us. And so covenant is... You know, what you have is mine. What I have is yours. All of me is yours. All of you is mine. And mm-hmm. when two people enter into covenant, nothing was held back from them. Nothing right. was ever kept from them. And everybody knew they were in covenant with mm-hmm. each other. It wasn't a secret. Like, well, oh, we're just going to secretly be buddies. But like yeah. everybody knew that it was marked on them physically. Yeah. And so he talks in the book about how Jesus has covenant with us. And he also has covenant with all of the other people who choose him as savior. Right. And, you know, in covenant, whoever you're in covenant with, if I'm in covenant with you, I'm in covenant with them. So Mm -hmm. if I'm in covenant with Jesus, I'm in covenant with my brothers and sisters in Christ. Right. Like, there's no option for how I am with them. I don't Mm -hmm. unplug from them. I don't withdraw from them. I don't keep myself back from them. I'm there for them. Whatever they do to me. I, I'm covenant person with them. I love them. And uh, we have seen people come and go. And Mm -hmm. just like pastor said, whenever people say like, Oh, I'll be with you forever. We've seen it time, times and times again, where Mm -hmm. that hasn't been the case. Mm -hmm. But when somebody gets a revelation of covenant, it changes. Even if you have a moment like David, we're not there yet. But when David goes and cuts off the garment of Saul, like that was a moment that he he realized he missed covenant and he immediately repented he's like i shouldn't have done that oh that shouldn't have been done and he spared his life and then confessed it to saul like he 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 upheld the covenant even when he failed in the covenant he went right back and repented Mm -hmm. for that like even when we fail in it even if we were to fail in relationships and we're people we have a flesh we can, I've missed it with Abigail in the seven years I've known her there have been times where I've missed it I've missed it with pastors and I've had moments where my flesh has wanted my flesh has wanted to just be like it's easier to not be this submitted. Like <laughs> it's mm-hmm. easier to just duck and run. Like it's easier, it feels easier. But yeah. covenant doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Covenant doesn't shrink back. Covenant presses in. Covenant doesn't quit. Yeah, It. as you were speaking, it reminded me of a um, message that I preached to the youth years and years ago. Mm-hmm. And it, it was called, you know, who's your daddy? Um, but it, it was basically talking about the same thing and how we're in covenant with God and yeah. with Jesus. Once we receive him, he's our father and Jesus is our brother. Yeah. And everything that Jesus has, we have too. So the power that he had yeah. is ours as soon as we receive him. It's just the blessing that he had. It's hours. Yeah, It's just such a revelation that I don't think many people have gotten. Mm-mm. And he's, he's a covenant God. He's not going to be like, you're my children. You have all of this. And then we mess up and yeah. we feel like, well, there's going to be a consequence or something. Yeah. And it's not, he's not going to just pull back all of his blessings and be like, you know what? I didn't realize but you're not perfect. Yeah. So well, until you, you make yourself perfect, then you can have my blessings. It's, it's such a revelation of it. It's just, it's great. Well, and you know, I, I just read Jade's comment and I, oh my goodness, I just (sighs) started crying. Like, and I may because covenant's huge to me. Like Jade, Jade said that you are making me cry today. (laughs) Seriously, y'all are on it. Um, and as I'm reading that, like I'm thinking about when I moved here, what I wanted more than anything else was family. Like yeah. I wanted those relationships. Cause I'd had friendships. I'd had people quit. I'd had people quit being friends. I'd had, you know, family leave, like just different things. Mm. And I wanted yeah. so badly to have co- what I didn't know was covenant. Like that, that was my heart. I wanted it. And yeah. what I didn't realize was that the whole time it was there for me. Yeah. God doesn't quit. God no, doesn't, doesn't give up. No matter what we've done or how we've acted, he doesn't quit us ever. He yeah. can't fail the covenant. He can't fail himself. Mm-hmm. And when we as believers get a revelation of what covenant really is, yeah. it's going to be a different ball game. Like the body of Christ has, unfortunately, has had a really cruddy reputation of just backbiting and being hypocrites and all this Mm -hmm. stuff. But what it is, is it's a lack of revelation on what covenant love really is. Covenant love doesn't quit. Covenant love is 1 Corinthians 13. I'm... I'm just gonna read it because it's everybody knows this chapter. It's one that's preached at all pretty much every wedding ever. It's the love chapter. Yeah. But First Corinthians 13 is a picture of what covenant is. Covenant, covenant, mm-hmm. love covenant suffers long and is kind. Covenant is patient. Covenant is kind. Covenant doesn't envy. Covenant does not boast and it's not proud. Covenant does not behave itself improperly. Covenant doesn't seek its own way. Covenant isn't easily provoked. Covenant doesn't think evil. Covenant doesn't rejoice in iniquity. Covenant rejoices in truth. Covenant bears all things. Covenant believes all things. Covenant hopes all things. And covenant endures all things. Mm -hmm. This is covenant. And when the body of Christ gets this, like this is it. Even if I miss it, I go back to this. We're going to have such few people church hopping and cutting out on one another. Right. Like, it's going to change everything. Right. And this is why words are so powerful. Yeah. Because people have just become so flippant with their, yeah, I love you. Yeah, we're family. We're friends. We're family. And we love each other, but they don't really know what love is Yeah. because this is what love is Yeah. you can say i love you i love you all day long but are you really showing them patience yeah. are you really enduring all with them are you really uplifting them when they need to be uplifted yeah. and being there to cry like it says yeah when they need to cry yeah it's this is what love is and this is why we can't be so flippant with it yeah because you know, all throughout the Bible, if God said something, he meant something. Yeah. And daddy said it just yesterday. It says every idle word. Yeah. We will be accounted for every idle word. Yeah. So every just, yeah, I love that person and not really, not really loving that person. Yeah. That's, it's idle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's idle. And we just have to think through and really, really know what, what love is yeah what covenant is what family what friendship is yeah because it's completely different than i think we know yeah well you know as you're talking i'm thinking about how i've seen pastor 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 and pastor nicole do this so much better than i currently do at this or i have anyway And I've watched them time and time again have people who have wronged them and, like, Mm -hmm. seriously wronged them, Mm -hmm. like, a lot. And I have watched them time and time again act the same way with them as they did before the wrong happened. I've seen them put down their own right Mm -hmm. to defend themselves. I've seen them put that aside because of covenant. Because they understand, regardless of what the person does to me, I'm in covenant with them. Like if they're, yeah. especially if they're in the body of Christ, like doesn't matter what you've done yeah. to me. What matters is you are in covenant with my father, which means that through my father, I'm in covenant with you too. Right. And how much I have needed to grow in this, and even though I understand covenant better today than I did seven years mm-hmm. ago how much more I need to grow in this mm-hmm. because glass house like I'm basically just talking to Abigail right now you know glass house it's so easy for me to be in covenant with y'all mm-hmm. because y'all y'all are my people and I'm given yeah. myself to y'all it's a different ball game when it's somebody I don't know well and yeah. it's a, it's it's an unknown. And then it becomes scary of, are you going to be someone who hurts me? Are you going to be someone who does me wrong? Like, I know y'all aren't going to quit. Like y'all are my people. It's been time proven, but somebody else is different. And yet how much do I need to grow in that? Like if David could forgive Saul time and time and time and time again and put the covenant first every single time, Mm -hmm. how much more should I be able to do that with somebody who's maybe a brand new Christian and doesn't know better? Yeah. Like and this is this is why it says love is the greatest of mm-hmm. these like faith, hope and love. Yeah. But love is the greatest because yeah. love despite being stabbed in the back. Yeah. Time and time again will endure all. Yeah. True love, not just this flipping I love you. Yeah. junk that's in the world right now, but Bible love endures all and that's yeah. why it's the greatest because yeah. it's it's the strength to after you've been stabbed in the back or whatever yeah. be able to look at that person and truly forgive them and truly love them and just give them a great big hug like nothing's happened. Yeah. That's because that takes strength and there's been times where I've I've had to step back and just watch my parents because I'm like I'm ready to tear this person apart. Yeah, <laughs> I've had like three classes of jiu I can take you down. and I cannot tell you how many times pastors have told me, you're not God, so you don't get to be the one to defend us. Chill out. But come on. Yes, yes. It's, I've watched enough TV shows. I feel like I could like, do some damage Yep. at this point. I believe that. And I've thought about it, honestly. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm looking into the camera now. I've thought about it but I don't want to go to juvie and it also, <laughs> anymore. Like, at this point at this point I'd go to jail jail <laughs> like I don't belong in jail jail not unless I go there for like the right reasons I don't belong in jail jail I I would be a sore thrum a sore thrum, I'd be a sore thrum just like that I'd be a sore um, it, it'd be bad and this is why we're not our own defenders. And it's, it's been something to learn over the years. Yeah. Yeah. No. What have y'all been getting out of it? Like, I, Abby and I are, can pretty much just dialogue. Um, I've been checking to see if you guys have any comments. If you do, just let us know. Johnny says, God meets us where we're at. Praise the Lord. Kevin says, a covenant is evidenced by a scar, and a scar never goes away. Yeah, you yeah. know, that's that's something that in the book it was talking about how in, like, Africa, when they cut covenant, they'll, like, literally cut their wrists, put their wrists together, mm-hmm. and then they'll put gunpowder over it to seal it, so that way people, like, see the mark, and they know yeah. like, that you are in covenant with someone. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jade says, mascara Aww. running now. Keep getting it. <laughs> um. Marky says she has a question, are there different levels of covenant with believers? I don't know, Ask Pastor. <laughs> I really don't know. I don't know. Like how would that be like you only get half a scar and if we're like really buds, you get like a full scar? Like I don't know. I mean if so, like I'm in covenant with some egg rolls. I got burnt by some egg rolls. There's seriously a scar. Like, I, I, I really don't know the answer to that question, um, so that, that is a pastor question. I'd love to know. Um, I think for me, something that, again, Glasshouse, that I've been working on in me is I have, my brain has had like a hierarchy of people, as probably evidenced by talking about how much I love the rights right now, um, and so in my brain, it's been like, George, and then rights and then like I, I have in my head there and so that's how in my brain covenants worked like I'll be in covenant with you up to like this point point. I'll mm-hmm. be in covenant with you up to this point yeah. and I the Lord's really been challenging me on that of while obviously like you can love people differently in different things you know love is love like love still gives itself Love still endures. Love still believes the best. And so mm-hmm. he's really been challenging me to not think that way because it's put me in a box of my four, no more. Yeah, and so right. when I don't have the answer to that question, Marky Mark, but I know that the Lord's been challenging me to grow in that area instead of viewing it as I have a lesser covenant with this person and I have more of a covenant with this person. It's right. No, it's I'm called to be a covenant person. Like, I, I am a covenant person. And mm-hmm. as a covenant person, I will be consistent. I will be who God's called me to be, whether I like them, whether I don't. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's covenant. So I'm excited to hear what Pastor's answer is. Yeah. That's just Glass House where I've been and where I've been working on. Yeah. But no. That's... Any other questions? Yeah, covenant is all in. It's not halfway. Yeah, that's right. We can't just give half of our. Yeah. Well, I'll forgive you today. Like every other day, I'll forgive you. Yeah. But well, we did. We did a again impact. We did a, a class of impact on submission and authority, and you know submission isn't submission until until there's a disagreement. So I can say, I'm submitted to pastor because we agree on all of the same things and it's super duper easy to be submitted to pastor. (laughs) That's not submission. That's just, oh, we get along really good. Cool. No, submission is pastor tells me to do something and I disagree with it or I don't like it or it feels difficult. What am I going to do then? Like that's when you know whether you're submitted. Mm -hmm. And covenant I feel like is similar. It's easy to say I'm in covenant with Abigail and Abigail can have everything of mine that she wants to have Mm -hmm. as long as it's convenient for me and easy for me. But it's a totally different ball game if it costs me something. Like covenant, there's a cost to covenant. There's a cost to submission. And that's Mm -hmm. why, you know, when they cut covenant, It's a, it's a big deal. It's not just something that just happens. It's, there was a, there was like a ceremony almost with it where there was Mm -hmm. somebody who was reading the contracts of it and like, you know what I mean? Like understanding it. It was a process. It didn't just happen. So when we enter into covenant with somebody like that sort of relationship, it's not a flippin' thing. It can't be halfway. It doesn't work. Right. Uh. <clears throat> yeah I mean always seeing how much fruit the believer is bearing for sure um but i th- like i'm I'm thinking right now to a person that goes to the church um, and they left at one point in time and you know pastor hadn't seen them in a while um, and when they came back you know they repented and pastor was consistent that whole way through because because pastor hadn't treated them differently when they wronged them or and i'm sure they weren't bearing the fruit that they should have been yeah, no, while they were gone definitely not as much fruit as they are now yeah for sure right 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 for sure and so even though that person may have had a lack of fruit Compared to what they should have been doing it pastor didn't change. He was consistent Mm -hmm. and his consistency and upholding his end of the covenant allowed the person to come back and live a life that's full of the fruit of God, full of hope, full of joy because covenant was upheld by pastor in that way. It allowed for the covenant to be made whole again. Right. Right. Yep, yep, yep. George says, covenant, whatever you need from me, whatever, whenever you need it, is yours. Yep. I just think of how I'm in covenant with my mom, and I've stolen all of her, like, clothes, basically. Mm-hmm. And I've kept them. Like, she has nice, like, sweatshirts that are super comfy. I've just kept them for a long time. And she's, she's opened that up to me. Like, yeah. Whenever you want to wear it, it's yours. Yeah. And it's, it's nice having that. Yeah, and knowing that it's it's cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, so another glass house moment um, because you know it's just family chat time today. Whole glass house, not just part of glass house. Whole glass house. Covenant. Covenant. All of this together. Where's Rachel? I need Rachel. <laughs> but no, last um, last week, I guess I had. Read the book, the blood covenant book, and it was very eye opening. Like I started to understand it totally differently than I had before. And so I sent Pastor Nicole a message the following morning, and I was like, okay, I get covenant. I'm in covenant with you. You're in covenant with me. Whatever I have is yours. Whatever you have <laughs> is mine. You have an espresso machine. So I'm coming to get an espresso. And I was joking. Like, I was totally joking. Yeah. And she had sent me back something like, okay, I'm here. Um, and so I got it, and I laughed, and I started to blow it off. And the Lord's like, why, why wouldn't you go right now to go get coffee? And I'm like, well, because that's silly. It's first thing in the morning, and I don't need it. Like, I, I there's I almost felt embarrassed about it. And he's like, if you can't go get a cup of coffee from someone you're in covenant with here on the earth, do you really think you can come get more than that from me up in heaven? And it like, it gut checked me. I'm like, okay, well, I'm on my way to go get coffee from Pastor Nicole. (laughs) But I needed to do that because there was that level of feeling awkward that I feel like society and the enemy and our flesh wants us to believe of, well, we're in covenant and that's nice, but I'm I'm still going to try and earn it on my own over here. Instead of just freely receiving what the other person in covenant is giving, you right. know what I mean? Right. And so when I went there, I was going to make the coffee myself and Pastor Nicole wouldn't even let me because mm-hmm. I had told her this and she's like, you just receive it. You receive what I have for you. And it, it changed Mm -hmm. something. It unlocked it differently in Mm -hmm. me. And that's what covenant is. Covenant is our ability. It's not all it is, but we get to receive from the Lord in a totally different way because we're a covenant person with him. Like, People who don't know him can receive the grace of God mm-hmm. because he's merciful and he overflows mm-hmm. onto them. Yeah. But we have a different <clears throat> access to him. Like, yeah. that, the covenant's different. Sure is. Sure is. Shore? Johnny says to George, kind of like the military. Hallelujah. How do you mean? <gasps> Whoa. Pastor's here. He's here. <laughs> he's here. Yay. I like your shirt. Thank you. It's a good shirt on camera. Is it? It is. It's a good shirt off camera, but, <laughs> but take, take that. <laughs> it is It is in the same color family as your neon shirt yesterday.
2: <laughs> Just a different shade. Yeah. It's not quite as neon-ish. No. So. But it does well it's on camera. It's not
0: quite as blinding. Yeah. The other one, <laughs> it hurts balance. to look at. <laughs> you bring balance to me and Abigail.
2: <laughs> I have to I'm see it. Oh, yeah. Look at that. <laughs>
0: We're very like little house on the prairie. I'm trying to, type yeah. colors.
2: <laughs> so I've been listening, and uh, you know, I had I was delayed, obviously, but um, anyway, had actually what was happening was really good news. So praise God, handled. Yay, you know, amen. you know that feeling when you've had been handling something for a long time, and then all of a sudden it's done, and the weight is gone. Awesome. That's the moment I had. So hallelujah, glory to God. And uh, so one of the things that I would say, I saw Markey's, uh question, would you repeat that? Um, well, she asked another one. I'll know how much fruit she is bearing. She asked if there are bearing.
0: different levels of covenant. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think that the question is, uh, it's a good question, but it's a, I would ask it a different way. And I actually, before... Uh, I even got here, the Lord, I believe, was showing me something to tell you when I got here, and the an- what he was showing me is the answer to your question. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was before you even asked the question. He was already giving me, uh, giving me something. Mark in face shirt. behind the camera. So uh, what I would do is, you know, in covenant, one of the things that I was saying as y'all were talking about it earlier, I think covenant is so huge. And here's the thing that we have to remember is that God is covenant minded and God has a covenant heart and Mm -hmm. our purpose as believers should be to be covenant minded and have a covenant heart like God. So that's what we need to do is be like him, which means we put on covenant mindedness and we put on the covenant heart in that way. Well, that means that we're always thinking in that way. We're not thinking of burning bridges. Right. At the same time, mm-hmm. he says now, and you watch this verse. And I think it's really good. The Lord gave me this years ago, uh, when actually counseling people, and and that was that to be harmless as doves, wise as serpents, but harmless as doves. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you'll notice that when he's talking about the wisdom of the serpent, is if the if. A snake doesn't hang around the fight.
1: Right. Like,
2: it sees something. It just jets. That's why we don't see them as much as they're actually there. Uh, it just says, okay, that's a problem. I'm I'm going to get out of that situation. In other words, uh, harmless as doves. I'm not going to hurt you in any way. A snake can hurt you. Right. A snake can hurt you, but we do need the wisdom to know when to leave and when not right. to. So yeah. if I'm going to come up and you're not going to hurt me... Uh, then I can come and be a part, but at the same time, I'm willing to pay a price yeah. to give unconditionally. Yeah. That's being Jesus, you know. That's yeah. being like Jesus. So a covenant mind, uh, a covenant mindset is basically set. A mindset is set on a belief system, is set on a covenant heart, and the mindset says, "All right, I, you know, you." may hurt me in the future but that's not happening right now yeah. and so I'm going to be all in right. you know mm-hmm. uh, in that covenant that doesn't mean we are in covenant now and that's the answer to the question Now, I'll get to it in a second I can be covenant minded and covenant hearted without being in covenant with people right. however if my whole life has no covenant relationships that's telling to me. Yeah. That's telling yeah. on me. In other words, if I don't have any covenant relationships in my life, uh, then I probably need to look at that very honestly and openly, and yeah. I okay. need to make sure that I have it, uh, that I have some, because God obviously in His Word tells us to have some.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: However, we're not called to be in covenant with everybody. Even in the Bible, you see that God told, uh, told the Israelites on multiple occasions. No, don't, don't go into covenant with them. What are they mm-hmm. doing? They're being wise as a serpent. And that doesn't mean that they're not covenant-hearted. doesn't mean that yeah. they're not covenant-minded. And they treat people like a covenant person treats them, but that doesn't mean they're in an actual bond right. with them. Right. But yeah. when God puts you into a bond, it's forever. And so what I would say is, and pay very, very close attention and give wisdom to this when God writes on your heart to be in covenant with people. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you know, uh, Kevin and I—Kevin's uh, watching. Uh, when he and I met, uh, I just—you know—I don't know even at this point like the level of covenant. We're not—I wouldn't say that we're in covenant right now. Uh, and I don't know the level yet. I haven't heard that from the Lord. But I can tell you that when I met him, I knew God wanted something more than most of the relationships yeah. that I have. We were supposed to be connected on some level. I don't know exactly what. Is yeah. it covenant level? Um, well, that's that remains to be seen. Yeah. And it's definitely possible. Uh, yeah. You guys, you. George, I remember I knew God wanted us to be in covenant together. Um, I knew that when I met you. Sometimes you'll Mm -hmm. know sooner, sometimes you'll know later, but I knew that very quickly after we met, and I knew we were supposed to enter into covenant. So immediately I made my heart ready to go into covenant, so then you had to decide if you were going to go into covenant or not. And so we can be covenant minded but mm-hmm. then let's say that you know I'm not in covenant with Abigail let's say that I'm not and all of a sudden um she we have a Oops. good relationship everything's going good and then she starts missing it and she gets mad at me and you know one of the things you were saying before you've seen people hurt you know hurt us and do different things and go through that listen that people are going to do that yeah. people yeah. are going to do that but the issue is What do you do with that? How do you handle them after that? Um, One of the things, the reason is that people hurt is because they will buy into a deception. Offense many times will drive a wedge. You know, you may correct, I may correct. My job as a pastor is not just to preach on Sunday. My job as a pastor is to help raise sheep and Mm -hmm. to get them to the fullness of the stature of Christ. I can't raise them... ...without correcting their path, right. you know, and mm-hmm. it's very clear in Hebrews 12, 11, that love disciplines, so I must apply discipline at moments in order to be a good pastor, and if yeah. I'm not doing that, I'm failing at my job, because yeah. love disciplines, he disciplines those that he loves, so... If I'm called to be somebody's pastor and we are supposed to be connected in that way, there's going to be discipline. But a lot of times people don't take discipline well. They don't like it or they'll take it on this issue because they'll agree to it. But when you pull up the thing, you know they, they may think you go too far. They may, they may think they don't have that. No, that's not true. And all of a sudden they get offended. And then when they get offended, they start many times I've found that many times, and I've done this, I've done it many times. Well, uh, why so, oh, I hate it now, because I don't want to do it again, and yeah. I don't want it hurts. Uh, it hurts mm-hmm. you, and it hurts people. In that offense, they'll start seeing things negative that aren't actually there, just like yeah. Saul. Yep. Just like mm-hmm. Saul was offended at David yeah. because of jealousy, yeah. and he saw, he literally thought, he literally thought, that David was trying to kill him. He yeah. was out to get him. He was yeah. setting ambushments for him. He thought uh, that David was his enemy. So his deception from offense yeah. took him to that place. And yeah. um, then, and it literally took him to the, watch this, the person who was anointed by God. Now, we just read yesterday, he's now a murderer of 85 priests and yeah. children and infants and wives and. A bunch of livestock and all of a sudden he goes from being somebody who's anointed which many people in the body of Christ are to putting on almost a murderous uh, religious spirit or an offended spirit and it deceives them and they see things that aren't there so many times what happens is uh, and this is this part of what I wanted to talk about many times what happens is people will get into that place where they get deceived and then all of a sudden They think that they're defending themselves. They think that they are defending themselves on something that's not real. And then when they think that they're defending themselves, they start to hurt. Hurt people hurt people. So (laughs) they start to hurt. All right, so now is a moment where if we're not in covenant, but I'm covenant-hearted and covenant-minded, I have to be wise as a serpent. In other words, I'll still lay myself out there at the Word of God, but I'm not going to give my body to be burned unless God tells me to do it, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to distance myself. So a a place that you can see that is like in an abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. The wife, if the husband's being abusive or vice versa, the person being abused should not sit around and take a beating. That's wrong to do that. However, make sure you get counsel on it because, again, deception, I've I've heard people say, they're abusing me, and they weren't actually abusing them. And I've I've watched people jump on board with a wife that says, they're abusing me, and then when you start to ask questions, they weren't abusing them at all. They were deceived, and they went to the place where they thought something was real that wasn't deception is 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 very deceiving uh deception is is tricky and Mm -hmm. you have that's why you need covenant relationships and you need to be planted and you need somebody Mm -hmm. that knows you and knows your life knows your good things knows your bad things and you give them the ability to speak into your life because deception is so very dangerous and uh, so As I'm covenant-minded and covenant-hearted, and you're now doing something to me, the the question is not, do I give everything to you? We're not in covenant. Mm -hmm. It's not whether or not I give everything to you. The question is, do I give everything to God? Mm -hmm. Because God will say, give or don't give, Mm -hmm. and that's being wise as a serpent. God will tell me how far to go and when to back off. And I'm being led Mm -hmm. in obedience to his voice, not what you think ought to be doing or what you think ought to be doing in that relationship. If we're in covenant, that's a different thing. And here's what I would say is you don't go into covenant quickly. Covenant Mm -hmm. is a forever covenant is a forever Mm -hmm. thing. So you don't just jump in the covenant, you know, you don't just jump in the covenant with everybody. You should not do that. Nope. You, you shouldn't even do it where you go to church because church is a covenant place. Yep. It's a place of planting where the seed gives itself uh, to die to the soil. Yep. Uh, you don't just jump from church to church to church. Yep. That is a covenant relationship and yep. you need to make sure that you don't just jump into that quickly Uh, But once God tells you to be planted at a place or he tells you to be connected like with a spouse or connected with people in the body of Christ like you and George. Now it's covenant and it's a it's a unconditional giving and it's a different level. So I think uh, what Marky was saying is, are there different levels of covenant? There's not I would say there's not different levels of covenant But there is a difference between when God tells you to enter that covenant and when we're just covenant-minded towards people and covenant-hearted towards people. Uh, We need to understand the difference of that. And the Lord will show us. So if I'm, you know, I could have, let's say that I walk into a new church uh, that I'm called to go and speak as a guest minister at. I can be covenant-minded to every one of those people. But the odds are I'm not going to be called to go into covenant with all of them. But I can be covenant-hearted. I can, out of my covenant with God, the anointing can flow, and I can look at them with different eyes based off of what he says to do and what he's leading me to do. So, in other words, a covenant heart and a covenant mind... Uh, really gets into uh, the area of uh, it's not that I need to be in covenant with every person. I need to be in covenant with God and do what Jesus did. He only said what he heard the Father said, and he only did what he heard the Father do. Yeah. And so when we operate like that, as covenant-hearted and covenant-minded with people, because mm-hmm. of our covenant with God, everything changes.
0: Yeah.
2: Everything changes.
0: I remember... When I realized that the love that I had for y'all was a covenant love and that covenant heart, I remember sending you and Pastor Nicole a message about it and saying that, I wanted to be in that covenant relationship with y'all, like that I was committed to it. And I remember your response back was, we feel the same way, but you need to know that you know that you know before this happens. Like it's, this is not a flippant thing that Mm -hmm. you're doing and it's really big and important. And so before it's sealed and done, like you need to know that. And I I took time because that means that it's that different level of relationship and As you're talking, I'm thinking back to the other day when George was on the broadcast talking about when we almost moved. The reason that that was felt so challenging for me was because I was in covenant with George as my husband, but I was also in covenant with pastors. And so when it looked like we may be moving, the reason that I was flipping out outwardly, inwardly, all the way was because covenant people. Hey, look, it's Pastor my covenant people and then my covenant i'm gesturing to george he's here and then my husband and so figuring out the difference <laughs> that reminds me of the connection show video i have of
2: you yeah. chopping my
0: head off <laughs> but no it's it's just they're serious things and so if i was in covenant with everybody oh my gracious i that would not be fun <laughs> no
2: like, and you're not supposed not right. to be no no, there's only certain people that you're supposed to be in covenant with, yeah. and and many times, you know, the Lord. It's like um, evangelist Stephen Hurlbert and I. We sat down at lunch. I'd been watching him for some years now, but we sat down at lunch, and I felt the Lord switch my heart. And I know, yeah. I know now what that covenant heart feels like. And I went, man, this this guy and I, we're supposed to be connected. Mm-hmm. And that means in king, in the kingdom of God in covenant. Mm-hmm. Now the question is, I know it. Does he know it? Right. You know, and I think he sensed it, and he he would say that now. But that's the same way you know it has been with multiple mm-hmm. people yeah. Uh, yeah. through the years. I've watched that, and I've had that with each one of my spiritual fathers. Yeah. Every one of them, God has done something supernatural to confirm. And I've made that covenant Mm -hmm. with them. So, like I said a week or two ago, I had one of my spiritual fathers that you know called. I think I said this on here um, that called me and apologized for something that they did. And uh, and and I was basically like, "Look, I don't care really what you do, as long as even even if you completely went immoral." I would still be in covenant with you. Now, I might be wise as a serpent and not, I might, I'm going to be Mm -hmm. giving to you though. I might not be receiving your bad counsel, but I'm in covenant with you. You know, I'm in covenant with you. I have, I have, we've had multiple pastors, Nicole and I in our past, but there's some, you know, some pastors that we've seen uh, that have, you know, they're not in ministry now and stuff like that. But let me tell you something, as far as Nicole and I are concerned, they're not even in ministry anymore. But we are in covenant with them still to this day. Yeah. And our heart burns mm-hmm. for them. And we pray for them. And we lift them up to this day. Yeah. And if, that, if all of a sudden there was a turnaround for God, it would just be just right on again. You know? yeah. Yeah. Um, it just, we're in covenant with them. Now, now the, by their own doing... Their position in our lives is different today. Mm -hmm. In other words, just because they turn back on today doesn't mean that their mind's renewed to that that place. And I can listen to everything that's said there because it may be still ungodly. But we are in covenant, and, yeah. and we're linked together in that way. Yeah. And my heart hurts for them. My heart celebrates for them. Yeah. You know, that's that's the thing, and that's mm-hmm. a covenant mindset. And so yeah. we need to pay attention when the Lord links us yeah. in, in those ways. We need to watch for that when the Lord does something. Because I think a lot of times those things, God does those things in our heart, but we don't move on them. You know, I I Praise God, I see uh, Buddy and Serena just got here, uh, moved from Pennsylvania to be a part of uh, Boomerang Church. Yeah. They got here last night. They're now in North Carolina in their apartment, and uh, you know what I see in them As I see covenant thinking inside of them. Mm-hmm. They're saying, no, God has planted us here, and so instantly they're thinking, and we're here, and I talked to them the other day. I said, listen, I said, I just want to hear what your thinking is. What do you think you're going to do? And and you know, as far as the future, how long do you think you'll be here? Stuff like that. And uh, I just wanted to hear what his thoughts were. There wasn't necessarily a, a wrong answer, yeah. but he did give a very good answer. And he was like. We see ourselves there as forever. We have no plans to go anywhere ever. We see ourselves as planted in boomerang. I'm like, that's covenant thinking. That's covenant heart. And that's what people need. And see, when you start to move inside of covenant, then what you're really doing is you're in God. And now things are going to work on a different level and... And God upholds covenant things. He's able to uphold covenant things because you move and think in covenant ways. Yeah. And that's a that's a awesome, awesome thing. But a lot of people, they they've not been taught this. It all comes down to loyalty, yeah. honor, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. And so one of the things, you know, one of the things I wrote down here is you should not jump into covenant with just anyone. Yeah. Don't just jump into covenant. You know. Uh, we see it in marriages all the time. People just jump into marriages. That's a bad idea, you know. I told Nicole even when I was not living the way that I should. I mean, Jesus was my Lord, but I just I wasn't living like I am today. And uh, but even then, I told Nicole while we were dating, I was like, look, you know, I may even get to the place where I love you, you know. And I couldn't say that when we first started dating. I would do that differently today, obviously. But um, I was like. I may get to the point where I can say, I love you, but I want you to know something. If it comes down where we're both looking at being married to each other, I'm going, because I understood covenant at a young age. I, I think my dad taught me that, and that has benefited me so much. And I said, Listen, I'm going to take this to God, and I want you to know if God tells me not to marry you, I'm not marrying you. And if he tells me to marry you, I'm going to do everything within my power to get you to marry me, you know? And so, and she understood that. Like, I think she appreciated that, even though when I first told her that, she didn't even know Jesus, yeah. you know? And, mm-hmm. but I think she appreciated it. And it came down. We dated for three years. We had some, you know, intense and immense feelings for one another. But I knew, I was like, okay, I, I I think I want to marry this lady. And I started praying. I prayed for three months until I heard an answer from God. I knew that I knew that I knew she was the one ordained for me, and I was the one ordained for her. And that's when we got engaged. That's when I asked her to marry. So we shouldn't just jump in a covenant with anyone. God is the only one that we should jump in quickly with. And people, we jump in uh, slowly unless we know that we know yeah. that we know that God has said something. And that's mm-hmm. something you should talk with your pastor about, too. Yeah. Right.
0: Well, I'll, on, on those lines, um, a couple things. You know, I remember when I met George. I met him here at the church, and we had talked a couple times, not not many, but one really long time. And I met with you very shortly after that because George and I had talked about hanging out and I'm like, I can't, I haven't talked to my pastor about it. And it wasn't just you or my pastor. At that point, we were in that covenant relationship together. I'm not going to date somebody that that you and Pastor Nicole were not okay with. Because not only is it my life, but it's a covenant relationship. And why would I bring something new into the covenant that's not ordained by God?
2: That's things Mm -hmm. that people most people in our society they don't see or think that way and that's how many times they're off is because they don't understand the power of covenant
0: so at that time you you were you were you and so we talked for a while and at the end of it like you point blank told me george is supposed to be a part of boomerang the percentage of whether or not you're probably like the probability of if you're going to get married it's not high like it's not a high probability. The chances are that you're probably gonna break up. That's a higher probability. Are you gonna be okay to have him here at the church if you were to break up? Because that's where he's called to be.
2: I remember saying I, that. I do too.
0: Um, <laughs> but that, as I entered into that relationship with George, at the forefront of my mind was George is called to boomerang first, I'm second right now. Like, I'm, I'm not even second. He's called here beyond what I feel for him and I need to be okay with that. And had I not done that. And
2: that's good counsel. It was good counsel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it was a good relationship and we were engaged four months later. But <laughs> you know, that's an example of you helping steering me towards somebody. On the other hand, there was a, there was a time where there was a relationship, not a dating one, a friendship. And you had given me and George counsel on, you know, you need to be wise. Like, you don't need to jump in. You need to take your time and watch the fruit. And
2: I remember that, too. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Both, both very distinct in my brain. And George and I did for a couple months. And we made an assumption that things were peachy. And they were not. And it was... It we i would say i probably more than george i went into it thinking we're in covenant together with with this person and we're in covenant with them and great and it's another y'all and it was not it was it was not it was not the lord's will for us to do that we were to have been covenant minded but i went in thinking that we were in a covenant and i went n- not realizing it not intentionally i went against what you had said and it was yeah. It was devastating for a bit because I had gone in with the wrong heart thinking that that's where they were. Mm -hmm. And and so it, it was so important for me to listen to you, and I didn't.
2: Well, and why... You know, why did I tell you that about George, about the probability of it becoming a relationship and a marriage is low? Why did I say that? Why did I say, you know, be wise, don't just jump in wholeheartedly into this? Because in our society, people don't know. That doesn't mean that you necessarily act differently, but you don't allow your mind to get connected in what you think is a covenant relationship that isn't and god hasn't specifically told you to um that and that's so i watch that before i you know before i do anything like that because just our two
0: years i think is what you've said
2: yeah i i I say it now is (coughs) two years is a good marker most most of the time um people people can change and most people are not people of malice they are deceived but they're not Mm -hmm. people of malice they're not most people are not outwardly trying to hurt people. There are a few, but um, not, they're not outwardly doing that. But most people cannot hold, uh, a deception will show itself and, and if somebody is putting on a front, generally they can't hold it more than, they most of the time can't hold it more than about six months, that's, that's average. But for the most part they can't hold it for about two years. Uh, That's the longest that I've seen it go where a front is held or, um, you know, a deception doesn't show itself. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that was that was uh, that was basically, you know, the longest that I've ever seen. So that's what I would recommend. And and it's one of those things where you have to that's the wisdom of God coming across on that. And so you just don't jump in. Now, hear this with God. Yeah. You can jump in just like that. Why? Yeah. Because he is absolute love. Yeah. With yeah. God, you can jump in, I mean, right now in a in a split second, yeah. but not with people yeah. uh, because they are not God, and they do have corruption. They have a root of corruption in them, and because they have a root of corruption, their thinking is completely off. But the reason I said, you know, you need to be wise about that is because our society has not been taught covenant and Covenant is has everything to do uh, with honor and yeah. loyalty and humility and submission to one another, and that's the Lord. But when God does tell us to enter into covenant with yep. somebody, yep. your thought should be, this is forever, yep. it will never be anything yep. else, and yep. I'm not ever giving up on yep. it, I won't talk failure, I won't be in failure. Yep. It is forever, yep. and that's how you ought to think about it, so... Here's a question that I want you to look at. Now, David's relationship to Saul, I would say, was not covenant to Saul. But David was covenant-minded, and he was in covenant with Jonathan, right? Mm -hmm. But he wasn't in covenant with Saul. What he had to Saul was an honor and a submission to God's calling and anointing and his position. So David was in honor, not, watch, not covenant, but he was was covenant-minded and covenant-hearted towards Saul, towards King Saul, because of his covenant with God. And I would probably, because of his covenant some with Jonathan. But he was not in covenant with Saul. And yet, the man who was a murderer... And the man who was trying to kill him and the man who was speaking wrongly about him everywhere and Mm -hmm. hunting him down, he would not kill. He would not break honor. He would not break loyalty. And that's what made him the great king. Mm -hmm. That's what made him the great king. Great king. He would not break that. So now, the people that we are in covenant with how much more should we not let a disagreement oh, yeah. break our covenant? Uh, how much more? Well, I just don't like it because they won't. I keep telling them to take out the trash and he won't take out the trash. And all of a sudden they let that one thought become a wedge mm-hmm. and it becomes deeper and deeper. And before you know it, uh, they are breaking covenant over something very small. The yeah. small foxes ruin the vine. That's why we have to take every. Thought captive, and we've literally watched it over the period of time. We've watched it where people have literally let one small disagreement on a doctrinal issue that scholars argue over turn into a negative, that now that person goes, well, if they're wrong on this, what else are they wrong on? And before you know it, this wedge that was so small at the beginning, the point of it, has driven so deep, and they feel they're completely deceived. They see everything as a huge divide, and it's not divided at all. That person's still covenant-hearted and minded towards them, but they can't see that. Because they've let deception. So if David, who wasn't in covenant with Saul, but just in loyalty and honor towards him, would not break his honor and would not break his loyalty and submission to the position and to the calling of God, and the man was a murderer and hunting him down trying to kill him, how much more should we not break covenant where God has planted us in the church, where God's put people together? How much more should we not break covenant and we should strive to keep the unity and not break our loyalty to the other people? Even if we're not in covenant directly with them, there's, um, we're planted in the same place together. How much more should we uphold that? Yeah. And this is something that, again, it's, it's been missed. Uh, but it's not supposed to be.
0: Yeah.
2: So, amen? Amen.
0: amen. Marky, does that
2: answer your question? Good. Amen. She gave the thumbs up. And a smile. Amen. Do you all have any other questions today? We thank you so much for being yeah. with us. And uh, while you're typing in any questions, if you have some... Uh, If you'd like to give today on Facebook, you can do hashtag donate uh, or anybody can go to givebc.org. And you're welcome to partner with us in getting the truth of God's word out uh, every day here, Monday through Friday on Lunch Plus uh, with the What's Right group. And uh, we love you so very much. You're welcome to join with us and uh, to uh, partner with us in in prayers and your heart and uh, in giving whatever you feel led to do. And uh, we want to get the good news of Jesus Christ out to as many people amen. so that they live above and not beneath, the head and not the tail, blessed and not cursed, blessed in everywhere they go, in the city, in the field, in their house, as they go in and as they go out, let them be blessed. And so we just praise God for you, and we're excited. So amen. I don't see any questions coming in right, right now. So it's Friday. I think everybody's in TGIF mode and uh, yeah.
0: Man. OG TGIF. Different generations. And I'm (laughs) the 18 year old supposed to be the hip one.
2: The hip one.
0: Supposed to be the hip one. TGIF is from like George's era.
2: Well, George's era. (laughs) (laughs) It's my era. Exactly.
0: Well, It's (laughs) it's <laughs> pretty similar. to real like. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome.
2: That's PGIF cool. and you don't. I guess you don't realize how big it was. That was so big they literally formed a restaurant around that.
0: Everything points back to food. I'm so hungry at this point.
2: I'm hungry too, girl. I did some work yesterday. I'm feeling it today. I'm ready to eat. You know what
0: Covenant does? Covenant scrubs a really gross, really gross bathtub. Serena, buddy, I love y'all very much. <laughs>
2: yeah. What was that? It was gross.
0: They had like layers upon layers upon layers. And when they got to their new apartment, they hadn't oh. cleaned it. So Not it was. A bit. Abby and I got to use our muscles to pull out uh, contact paper. It was really exciting. We like, had all of our body weight trying uh, to pull it out. They had it was... really gross contact paper on the <laughs> shelves. They did not leave this awesome. apartment. Super great.
2: Every yes. everybody got very quiet. I sure did. Home here. Right. Everybody, nobody is commenting. No. Like, are you still there? Are
0: you okay? Hello guys. We're here.
2: Have, are you there? Have
0: you been passed out? Are we, out under are the we broadcasting? <laughs> or they're eating?
2: Are we sure this is actually going out? Everybody's like, huh.
0: I'm here, George. Oh, George, well, you're George in, you're is here. Here you're actually person. here.
2: You're like right there. You're right there.
0: We got to meet Serena's mom today. She's oh, cool. so sweet.
2: Is it Randy? Yes.
0: Mrs. Corky. That's yes, <laughs> that's her name.
2: And Kevin taking it all in. Yep. That's either a really good statement or that's a big <laughs> cop out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When people say that, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm processing it It It's like processing what tell me what I just said (laughs) you know how I said earlier that it
0: feels sometimes like pastor says things and it's like I'm exposed that was one of again one of my counseling things of Barrett don't say you're processing just just be honest with where you're at
2: (laughs) I'm just processing it so you're mad yes yes that's not what Kevin (laughs) said you're mad you just don't want to say it right now like let's cut to the chase
0: this is what counseling is behind the scenes, everybody.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not waste time.
0: <laughs> We're not doing this for five hours, Barrett. Where yeah. are you on the emotional uh, chart, Kevin,
2: <laughs> I believed you. It's just funny because I hear a lot of people say that. He said, you said a mouthful and I'm having to absorb it all. Amen. When I mean,
0: was thinking that. I'm like, you came in and you just... <sighs> It was just flying out of your mouth. He had to get a lot in
2: in the short time. I just imagine,
0: like, Godzilla, like in those movies when Godzilla opens his mouth and, like, just. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happened. He just sat down and just.
2: Burn up those deceptions of the devil.
0: Godzilla breathes fire? I don't know. I've never seen Godzilla, so I don't know. It was on one of those movies. I'm pretty sure it was Godzilla. Godzilla It was like plasma or something. Yeah, see, George says yeah.
2: What was it?
0: Godzilla. Godzilla. Marky's excited <laughs> that she can see with her glasses. She's never been Yay. able to see her faces this oh, far away. Oh, I,
2: I was wondering, I was like, okay. Actually, I attributed that comment to Kevin, not Marky, and I was like, uh, what's he saying? <laughs> yeah, I, missed, I missed that. Uh,
0: that's really sad. She never did see. This is what Yay, we look like, Marky. You can see us. She got new
2: glasses. <laughs> we're right here
0: (laughs) this is what we look like do we impress you or lower expectations
2: hey (laughs) we love you guys and uh, we're excited for where god's taking you and it's going to be great and we just pray that this series will uh, take you to new places because here's the thing god says it very clearly first samuel 2 verse 30. Uh, those who honor me I will honor and so when we apply these things that we're learning about uh, leadership in this series the man who would be king uh, what you're really doing is you're really honoring God you're saying Lord I'm going to do it your way and when you do that he has no choice but to uphold his word and honor you back in your life exalt you now in this time and in the time to come and uh, so we're excited for you because yeah. I know that as you apply these things, it's going to be awesome. So what oh, Natalie yeah. say?
0: With our oh, go, you go. I just said oh yeah. Oh. Okay. With our class, the blood covenant, and the noontime teaching, that has really opened my eyes more to our covenant with God. And Kevin says, I'm coming to Boomerang soon. Not sure when, but I must come. Hallelujah. You're in New Jersey. Just come on down. It's not (laughs) not that far. Like, I've done that drive. It's 10 hours. You can get here. I think
2: you are supposed to, Kevin, and we're looking forward to seeing you. It'll be awesome. So, yeah. God's doing good things in you. I can sense it. He's he's working on you and he's growing you, and uh, it's going to be awesome. And it's not. You know, a lot of times I'll say stuff like that. And it, it's like, I think people think, oh, well, would you think I was real low? No, <laughs> I, just, I think that you're actually doing well and yeah. you're going to be doing better because God's that big. So, um, you know, it's, uh, that's how it works with the Lord. You don't have to be doing awful to grow. No. You should be growing all the time, no matter where you're at. And I, I just sense, Kevin, that, you know, you, you know some things, you've seen some things and God has a heart. To take you to new places and he wants you to be at higher levels and he's dealing with you now to get you to those places and here's what's going to happen you're going to take Jesus by the hand Kevin you're going to take Jesus by the hand and you're going to you're going to follow his lead And you're going to say lord i'm going to be obedient to you and i don't want to pull my hand away ever again and you're going to make a covenant decision and a commitment to that and when you do that he's going to say oh son i've been waiting for this moment and now it's here and oh do i have some things to show you plans for faring well to give you a future and a hope not for calamity and you'll do great mighty things great mighty exploits for God that you've dreamed of things that he's put in your heart Years and years ago, things that he put there that you might not have even known it when he did it. But stuff that will burn inside of you will start coming to life more and more and more. Even as we speak, it'll start coming to life even more and more and more. And you'll realize that God has given me the desires of my heart because he's the one who put them there. And watch as it happens in Jesus' name. Now, those things will happen as you turn to him and take him by the hand. So do it soon, do it strong, and watch what God has planned. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see it, Kevin. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Did you feel that anointing on that? Y'all got quiet.
0: I don't know, Kevin, but I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, I don't even know you, but I'm excited. I'm like almost crying for you. Like,
2: it was sweet. Amen. Hallelujah, we love you. Have a great, great day. Lord, seal these things, these thoughts of covenant in their minds and hearts, in our minds and hearts, Lord. Seal these things in our hearts and minds, in Jesus' name. We praise you for it, we thank you for it, and we love you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father to Thank you Lord thank you Father in Jesus name amen amen glory to God hey listen right now if, you, um, uh, if you're as you're going and as we're signing off today, throw us up a wave in the comments okay We love you we'll see you later. have a great day
0: Bye bye, bye guys. love you love you.